Yo ho, yo ho, pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Away, me hearties. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Get it? You have pirates because treasure. <laughs> yeah, there's pirates. It's an island shaped like an elephant. It's in Canada. That's whack. <laughs> And music is done. Okay, you yeah. go for it. What? Oh, oh, we're just we're just Good diving. Corner, right? Well, no, yeah, we gotta check like... in. Oh, oh, yeah. Check in. This is our first time recording the podcast in like a month, so we've got to check in. We gotta give our podcasters the tea that they've been waiting for. <laughs> the updated tea. What flavored tea do you want? I want black tea. My tea is coffee flavored. Yeah, so oh. is mine. Which I think my tea is sweet. I think my coffee, coffee, depending on what you consider a hot drink or not, this is my checking. Um, depending okay. on what you consider a hot drink, coffee might be my second favorite hot drink. Hmm. And more specifically, my second favorite bean-based hot drink. Um, the first of which would be miso, which is kind of a soup. It's called miso. It's, soup. it's absolutely miso soup, a soup. It doesn't translate to soup, but you drink it. Yes. But you drink it like a drink. Kind of a hot beverage. Miso means soup. Sorry. And soup soup. Is soup. tea not just leaf stew? I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chuck. Oh, we'll argue about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would consider it since I drink it a drink. Right? Hmm. If I drank chicken noodle soup but never used a spoon for it. And found those who used a spoon in their chicken noodle soup an abomination, <laughs> then I would consider it a drink. Just a chunky one. Like a smoothie. It's a chicken smoothie. Interesting theory. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan. I don't know. I'm writing paper. It's been fun. It's fun. Ice. You know, good stuff. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. Podcasters, you might hear more about this in the coming months. Possible. Unlikely, but possible. <laughs> How far along is your paper? Uh, I have two summaries. No, it's technically I'm supposed to have four by like next week. Uh, uh, yeah, and great. then it has to be like ten pages worth of summary and material. And I think I have like Gross. four. Of summary, yeah, for summary. Sweet. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> It'll be fine, probably. I have all my sources yeah. now. Yeah. So then you'll be great. Otherwise, I don't know. Life is going. Mm. You know. It's doobie. Doobie, how doobie? <clears throat> Alright, Chris. Alright, mm. check in. So, what part should I check in? I have a couple notes. Oh, okay. okay. Got hit by a car. That was good. Oh, yeah. That did um, happen, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, podcasters. He doesn't have any more brain damage than he started with. Yeah, can't get worse than rock bottom. So, huh. only if you bring a pickaxe. <clears throat> we'll test that theory. But, so, got hit by a car. That was chill. Um, <laughs> started a new job. That's chill. I wash dishes now. And... For absurdly more than you should get paid to wash. Yeah, it's for. really at, like the bougiest really restaurant in town. Yeah, I'm kind of vibing. So, so like, keep vibing. Taste, I guess. I'm doing all right. Classes are going good. 
I've read and listened to and watched more Shakespeare <laughs> in the last couple of weeks than in my life, and I'm kind of okay with Is that just because of your mood, or is that because of the class? Well, no, it's because of the class. I've listened to equal to or greater than all the Johnny Cash I've listened to in the past because of my mood. But that's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Equal to or more than in the past? In the past two weeks? In the... Don't focus on the words that I said. <laughs> like numerically, I'm I've sure listened that's to impossible. a lot of Johnny Cash in the last couple of days. Just like time wise. Well, stop it. Oh. Yeah. That's like when I started New Girl and then watched three seasons in like a week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would oh, leave I'm the sure house. We'll talk about New Girl. I would leave the house when like Justin and Nick were like awkward. Will they, won't they? And then I got back and they were like two weeks away from their wedding. I'm like, did you put one? Hold on. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, I didn't plan ahead for this part. Um, I So remember how on the last episode I said that I got a new job? Well, that happened again. <laughs> I have two new jobs. <laughs> and I'm very stressed, but it's great. I had my first day of training, and I made my first cup of coffee at that job because I'm going to be a barista. Not I made my first cup of coffee ever because I've made many, many cups of coffee in my life. Um, but yeah. Hence the addiction. Hence the addiction, which is not what I'm going to be focusing on today in my <laughs> spiel. But it is the worst case. There will be an addiction. It's a really bad coffee addiction. I have a large, it's kind of, it's basically just like a, like a, uh, bowl of coffee that I have here. It's not even a mug. It's just a bowl. And yet, it, it's a magic eight ball sized cup full of coffee. That is a very it's, good descriptor. It is yet, about a magic yet, eight ball size. Even though it's a bowl, it's still a drink. All right, and <laughs> continue. <sighs> I hate that. Okay. Anyway, so to the, booty. <clears throat> the booty. Yes. Yeah. So, now that we're done with check-ins, <laughs> let's talk about the topic. <laughs> Sorry, we had another, um, man, this, this, um, uh, electricity. Freaking out. No, um. Water damage. No, yeah. No. <laughs> termite, Earthquakes, people. Termite, termite, termites. Termite quakes. Termite quakes. <laughs> on our electrical technology. <laughs> Don't termites eat wood. Nah, these ones, they're special. First they're Colorado when you're... Termite quakes, <laughs> messing up audio on our podcast. Anyway, let's keep talking about not. <laughs> so, as you guys heard last week, uh, Chris and Beckett each presented a treasure hunt. Um, I have driven myself mad <laughs> in preparation for this episode. This is a hunt that I've been following for like the last 10 years of my life. My father has bought, been following it since the 50s when it became popular. Chris just almost fell out of his chair, and that's why you hear muffled laughing. Beckett's laughing! <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Keep telling us about your last treasure obsession. <laughs> so, the treasure I'm going to present today, I'm taking the whole time. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I didn't leave any time for you. So the treasure I'm going to be talking about is that of Oak Island, which has become rather infamous in the last decade, um, as has 
as has, there has been <laughs> um, a show that, a reality show that kind of documents the current treasure hunters, and we'll talk about that much later on in the episode. But first, I'm just going to give a little bit of, like, physical information about Oak Island, because unless you follow this, you don't, you're going to be real confused. So, Oak Island is an island just off the coast of Nova Scotia, which is one of the 13 provinces of Canada. Um, this specific province borders the Atlantic Ocean, and it's, like, the southernmost province in Canada. So it's basically, like, right above Maine in the U.S. Um, what? Right by the homeland. I don't, I wouldn't consider Maine the homeland anyways. I mean, I was talking about Canada. Oh, that's true. Well, but speaking of homelands, fun fact, Nova Scotia is Latin for New Scotland. Let's go. I know, I saw that and I was like, I can't not mention that. Um, They're telling me there's treasure in New Scotland. There's treasure in old Scotland. Oh, you know, new kids are trying to find New Scotland's treasure. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, um, Oak Island is about 45 minutes from Halifax, which is the capital city of Nova Scotia. And by land, it is only accessible by one narrow man-made road that was made specifically to connect the island to the mainland. Um, And during, actually, another random fun side fact, they can't really do um, the treasure hunt during the winter because this road is way too, like, dangerous to travel with all the construction equipment that they use because it's, like, so thin and it's really far north, so they have rough winters. So, um, the island is about 140 acres, so it's not very big, um, and I always say it's shaped like a legless elephant. If you look it up, this is, like, just straight-up facts, bro, okay? (laughs) It just looks like a legless, because the front has, like, a little trunk and, like, a head situation, and I'll get into some of my personal theories on the shape of the island later. She's right. I know. I know I'm right. I didn't, like, doubt that you were right, but she's actually right. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, when you said that, I didn't get the urge to look up Oak Island. I got mm. the urge to look up Legless Elephant. And then to just go, Did Oak wow, Island pop look, up? You're right. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, is, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Continue. Okay, so now let's get depressing. into <clears throat> the original story. This is a somber tale, and I will be using my somber tale telling voice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so. One summer night in 1795, three young men named Daniel McGinnis, John Smith, and Anthony Vaughn rode out to Oak Island. Presumably, I think, to do just like weird teenage boy things. I'm looking at some men around the table that I know who would just row to an island and just like... I don't know, pretend like they're hunting for treasure or hunting for ghosts. Hey, you know what? (laughs) Ghost hunting or like, I don't know, gonna go out and like play a game of chicken with a bow where you like shoot an arrow up and you're like, that that island would be a good place to play that. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had someone throw knives, but then I was like, wait, what? Because he didn't tell me it was going on. So I held up a target and I heard them go into the top. I played arrow roulette. I kept my neighbor's house and then... Didn't get in trouble, but then I stopped playing. So, right. So anyways, you can imagine a lot of the things these boys were planning to do on this island. 
So they're going towards this island, but they see something very strange on their way out. They see, they claim that they saw lights, basically just like chilling on this island. <laughs> the, the guys are miming out what this experience might have been like. I'm the one rowing. I'm the one with the loose arms. You took on that role, John Smith. I'm Daniel McGinnis. Oh, I'm John. I forget. You're Anthony, Anthony Vaughn. Okay, okay. Becky, why do you get to be the famous one? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Because <laughs> I'm the most attractive. Yeah, you. no one remembers Both. your name. And you have Anybody a basic white guy that? name, I so... Anthony Vaughn. No, yeah. he's Anthony Vaughn. Okay, hold on. No, I'm telling the story. We need to keep my. Oh, no, you're John Okay. We're getting a vivid picture. So, so they're rowing towards Oak Island. Now, remember, this is Oak Island. So, there's like tons of oak trees. But they see these like lights just like hanging out. It's clearly not firelight. And 1795, so it's not like there's just like dudes out there with a flashlight. You know, and it's not firelight, so they're like, this is whack. And they're like, we need to go investigate because obviously there are three strong, independent young men who can handle anything life throws at them. <laughs> Finger snap. <laughs> so they get to the island and they find, as they kind of follow the general direction of where they think they saw these lights, they find this area, like kind of this small clearing where the oak trees have been cleared out and there is a depression in the ground. Like, I think a lot of reports say about 13 feet wide. There's a depression in the ground and they're like, someone has been here doing something. (laughs) So, of course, like the young men they are, they decide to dig. (laughs) So they're digging this hole. (laughs) We could make a short film. (laughs) We should make a short film. We should. But the rowing is done on a rowboat with wheels because we don't have any <laughs> bodies of water good enough for that. Okay. Fair. So, about 10 feet down, they come to basically a floor made of wooden logs. And they're like, okay, so someone definitely was like in this ground and they did something. So, they pull out the logs and they find there's like about eight feet and then two feet of dirt. And so, they keep digging. Logs. Wait, eight feet of logs? There's eight feet of just air. And then two feet of dirt that had kind of like fallen through. And then another layer of logs. It's just like a hole? It's not like a tunnel? No, it's not a tunnel. It's a hole straight down. Ah. Huh. Yes. So, they continue digging. Ten feet down. Second platform. Ten feet down. Third platform. So on. So they did this twice. Like, it was eight feet of air both times. I think after the second platform, it was. Oh, there. It was mostly. I think it was. I don't know. See, okay, this Still is. At this point, the story gets muddy. And actually, it's already been a little muddy because there's a lot of discrepancy in how the original finding took place. A lot of people say that it was just Daniel McGinnis who saw the lights and then he grabbed his friends to come help him out. Um, some say that the three set off together and there were no lights and they just went to the island just just, and then found this depression somehow on this 140 acre island at night 
Um, and yeah, and you're playing like capture the flag. <laughs> so wow, there's this 13 foot wide depression. Yeah. So basically, from here on out, the story gets a little confusing. But essentially, what happens is that they realize this is going to be a big undertaking, and so they leave. They gather men and equipment. And essentially, they kind of spur on the forming of the Onslow Company, which would be the first company that ever searched for treasure on the island. So they return, and eventually, with the company, with more men and equipment, they get down to the 90-foot mark. So they've dug a 90-foot hole straight down, finding a floor of wooden logs every 10 feet. And what year was it by then? Um, This is like, I think this was like this... A little before 1800, or like right around 1800. Yeah. So, eventually, they get to that 90-foot mark where they find their first really big find. At around the 70 or 80-foot mark, they had found coconut fiber, which was very alarming because, obviously, no coconuts in Nova Scotia. So, they're like, what? So, they get down to the 90-foot mark, and they find a flat rock with strange symbols carved into it that seem to be some sort of code or other language. And I'll show you guys a picture after. There were replicas made based off the description. Okay. And we'll get to that. Um, But over the course of time, of course, the original rock has been lost. And no one really knows where it is. Um, But like I said, replicas have been made. And the symbols have been translated many different ways. The most popular of these translations, and the one that actually makes the most sense when you translate it, would make the rock read, 40 feet below, 2 million pounds are buried. Hmm. Well, I mean, 40 feet below anything, 2 million pounds are buried. It's just 2 million pounds of what? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What would 2 million pounds be today? Well, the finding of the treasure was in 1795. (laughs) A lot of the theories date the treasure back almost 700 years before that. But does it matter when it was... So, like, if I bury 20 bucks, right? Like, smaller example, if I bury 20 bucks, in 40 years when they find it, it's not worth more because I buried it. In fact, it's probably worth less due to inflation. My question is, why in the world would somebody have gone there and dug prior to 1800, prior to these guys, mm-hmm. 130 feet down yeah. to dig a uh-huh. spot for 2 million pounds? Yes. That's the question everyone's been asking for 250 years. But we're not there yet. <laughs> so, <clears throat> they find this rock and they're like, oh my gosh, Like we only have 40 more feet to go. Mm-hmm. So they remove the rock and they keep going. They run into more planks. They're like, of course. And so one guy kind of like checks, like uses a crowbar to like check just under to make sure that the treasure isn't like right there. And it's not. And it's late. So everyone goes to bed. Well, the next morning they come to the pit to dig again and they find that their entire 90 foot shaft is almost entirely filled with water overnight. So they start getting buckets to try to, like, get as much water out of the shaft as they can. But every bit of water they get out just gets immediately replaced. So, once again, the story gets kind of muddy here. They brought in a guy with a pump to try to help pump it out. And they got, like, to where they were 10 feet 
from the lowest point and then the pump malfunctioned and pumped all the water back into the pit. Yeah. And this is the point when they started saying like, it really seems like there's something just preventing us from digging this pit now that we've found like our first major discovery. So nowadays it's 232.4 million pounds or euros. Yeah. What's that in America? Roughly the same. It's pretty close, yeah. So, over time, because excavators and treasure hunters keep running into these, like, crazy, phenomenal, like, roadblocks, um, the site is abandoned and picked up by multiple different people and companies over the course of the next 200 years. Where I left off was around 1805. And... The most recent treasure hunters started it to, uh, in 2006. So literally just 200 years of like companies and people all over this island trying to figure out what happened. Some of the notable companies were the Truro Company, the Oak Island Association, and the Oak Island Treasure Company. <laughs> Some of the most important hunters, which um, if you ever watch the show, you'll hear all these guys' names on there. Frederick Blair... William Chapel, he's actually really famous for digging this uh, tunnel that they now call the Chapel Vault, trying to basically break into the back door of the money pit without engaging what they suspected to be booby traps bringing in ocean water into the pit. And they actually recently found what they believe to be the William Chapel after it was lost for a long time um, in the current treasure hunt, which is really cool. The rest dolls, which we'll get to them because they have a really iconic story that relates to the curse, which I'll get to later. Robert Dunfield, the Blinkenships, Fred Nolan, and Rick and Marty Lagina, who are the current treasure hunters on the island. The Blinkenships? The Blinkenships, yeah. Blinken. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was thinking Robin Hood and yeah. Hey, Blinken. Blinken. Did you say a hey, Blinken? No, no, I didn't say a hey, Blinken. I said, hey, Blinken. Hold the reins, man. <laughs> so, another notable name that I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast will know, a man who searched for treasure on this island, he worked under the Old Gold Savage and Wrecking Company, Nicholas and Cage. his name, I wish, his name was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. That's yeah. not Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah. FDR was... He was a boss. He was so cool. He was really cool. And now he's a treasure hunter, which makes him even more cool. You could just spread off Yeah, we know. I think he's cool from the... No, I'm thinking of the other... I'm thinking of Teddy. You're thinking of Teddy, I guarantee you. Continue. Okay. So, other now... This this is the part where I start to get personally, like, actually mad. So, over the course of 200 years of all these different groups and individuals searching for treasure in this money pit, there's different groups that, like, detonate dynamite, trying to just blow up the chamber where the presumed treasure is. The treasure is metaphorical. And there's... Break it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the treasure was inside us all along. Blows up the dynamite. That seemed stupid, so I kept nasty. So, one specific treasure hunter, which makes me really angry, and a lot of the current hunters attribute this as the main reason why they cannot pin down the exact location of the money pit to this day. 
So this guy, I believe that it was sometime in the 1950s or 60s. I couldn't actually find great information on this in my research, so that could be off. Um, but he wanted to find the original location of the money pit, which by then was already a little muddy. So what he did was looking at the entire area where the money pit might be, which at that point was probably at least like a 60 foot like circle, dug a huge pit spanning this entire area. Just like, you know what, I'm just going to dig this whole area straight down and then I'll find it no matter where it is. But then, of course, he gets like 50 feet down is exhausted. It's winter time and he hasn't found anything. So he bulldozes all of the dirt just back into the entire pit and abandons the search. So he hid the original pit too? I think at that point the original pit was already missing, but he just mixed up all of the like 50 Whoa. feet of soil on the top. And now the original location of the pit is like they have dug so many holes trying this to find the original guy. pit. I'm not going to tell his name, mostly because I don't remember it. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. This guy basically ruins the top 50 feet of soil. And for the next 70 years, that really screws everyone else over who's trying to search on the island. Um, the exact spot of the money pit is still not determined. There have been many digs um, by the current hunters where, like, they have all these different boreholes, which is, like, basically a six-inch wide cylinder that you like just drill straight down kind of like for geological surveys um they have several of those that were very promising where they found lots of notable pieces which i'll talk about in just a second um but nothing to explicitly say this is definitely the original money pit so for since 2006 which is like what over over 10 years now it's like 15 years um, the search has been led by Rick and Marty Lagina, um, and they first learned about the treasure hunt on a newspaper in like the 1950s. And the reason why this treasure hunt is so cool to me is that it's the same newspaper my dad read, like the exact same article in the 50s that got him obsessed with this treasure hunt. And those guys are now like on the island searching for the treasure. So it's it really Rick legit. Theoretically, they. The only reason your dad is not looking for it is because he definitely is the one that hid the treasure. Either that, or because he had a kid at fifty-one, and then oh, he was yeah. like, "I'm real tired." Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don children messing everything up. So yeah, um, Rick and Marty, you can learn literally anything about their experience hunting on the island, literally anywhere on the internet. If you just look up their names, you will find tons of information. Um, Or watching the TV show that documents their hunt, which I'll talk about more later. So, for just a minute, let's talk about the actual treasure that might be hidden there, because there are several leading theories. Um, I think it's a come through pan and scroll. Yeah. Like, there is no I, don't, I haven't seen Coffee and Panda in like 10 years. Actually, I watched it in Kenya, but I fell asleep. Yeah. I was really tired. We should watch um, So, <laughs> one of the first theories, which I feel I need to mention first because of our opening to this episode, is pirate treasure. Yeah. To get very specific, um, treasure belonging to Captain Kidd. Ooh, okay. um, 
But there are also a lot of theories that it was a Spanish pirate because there have been parts of a Spanish galleon ship found in the swamp. Was the kid actually a girl? I don't know. No. Sounds like they might have been a kid. But the kids are also have gender, but um, we won't go into that. But so, that is interesting, though. So, mm-hmm. how much of the island is a swamp? Like, is there just I one think, oh, part that's... I think, oh, I need to look it up. It's right. a perfect, the swamp is a perfect triangle with that's a weird. formation of plants and vegetation that always forms a circle at the top of the triangle. Yes. Illuminati? I'll get to that in a minute. Illuminati, <laughs> 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 okay. you're like, this is not right, and everyone's on it, and they're like, quick, distracted with politics. <laughs> That's the real so reason thing. that stuff is so bad anywhere, is because... Yeah. <laughs> so, a second theory. Um, this one is like, I think this is one of the more interesting and like unique theories about the treasure on the island. And this is one you don't always hear about other treasure hunts. Um, original manuscripts of Shakespeare's writings. And this was actually a very interesting theory when the Legina brothers dug one of their specific boreholes looking for the money pit. I think it was H8. I could be wrong. Dad, correct me. Um, but they found fragments of like old parchment, probably from around the era of Shakespeare, and like bits of leather book binding. In one of the pits. Yeah. Ah, new theory. It's the what was the library that got all burnt up? Alexandria. Yeah. What if? Oh, that's a good theory. What if, like, some stuff made it out and was transported there? That would be freaking Actually, legit. I'll get into the library of Alexandria at a separate point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it later. Yeah. Catchphrase. <laughs> we'll get to it later. Okay. So. Um. Fourth theory is the crown, the lost crown jewels of King Louis the Sixteenth, which would be that of King Louis and Marie Antoinette, um, when they were when there was the French Revolution and they were beheaded. Yeah. It's said that some of their jewels just went missing, and that is one of the leading theories, especially since there are writings, French writings, that seem to confirm that there was French presence on the island in the 1700s. Yes. Hey, I think part of it is muddled by all the different people being there. Guys, that's where the Dauphin is hiding out. <laughs> the what? The, French. the prince. Yeah, the that's prince. French for prince. Kind of disappeared. The Dauphin. Oh. Okay, sick. Anyways, mm-hmm. continue, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now, the last one, which this is one of my personal favorite theories, is <laughs> Templar treasure. Ooh. Specifically... Of course, the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant, obviously. But there was actual evidence found of Templar activity on the island. I want to say like 2018 or 2016. It was quite a few years back by the Lagina brothers. But they found um, a lead cross, like a completely lead cross that is like the symbol. Like it's the Templar cross, the way that it is. There's like very subtle differences from just an exact cross that they've analyzed and they've studied and they've gotten the lead tested and everything seems to point that it is an actual Templar item. And they found that on Smith's Cove, which is often believed to be the point where the booby trap enters um, the island, the like tunnels, the flood tunnels 
they're said to come from Smith's Cove. Sounds like they have a lead. So. Exactly. So there's evidence of all kinds of presence of different people groups. There's evidence of the British Army and the British Navy through like buttons from uniforms and coins and things like that. There's evidence of Spanish presence through gold doubloons, pieces of a Spanish galleon ship in the swamp. There's writings of French presence. Um, a guy explaining that they went to an island of oaks and dug a pit and buried a treasure, which is, you know, compelling. Um, there's evidence of there's evidence of Templar presence of the Templar cross that they found, and there's all kinds of crazy things. There's like these huge boulders that are arranged in a cross, and they call it Nolan's cross because Nolan is the treasure hunter that found it. But there's also other smaller boulders that when you take into account all of their locations and look at the island from like a bird's eye view. It forms like the the Jewish like tree of life symbol, basically. Just huh. cray. This is where the Bermuda um, is. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> um, once they get done with this island and find the treasure, it's gonna be a heck of a place to host a paintball tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be legit. It's well, I wouldn't play paintball They're there. They're flanking but that's, on the Spanish galleons because it's haunted as crap, which I will not have time to get into this episode at all. But um, there's also been fragments of human bone found in one of the digs. Um, one of the human bone was tested to be of European descent. The other one was tested to be of Middle Eastern descent, which is a lot more compelling. Um, so, yes. So that is a lot of the actual, like, just straight up information that I wanted to give. I, I gave the bare minimum of what I could possibly do because I have, I have so much information about this. Um, but there are so many places you can go to learn more if this interests you. Um, there's the TV show, of course, The Curse of Oak Island, um, which is going on its 10th season this year, I believe. Um, and it has a lot of sideshows that have a whole bunch of extra information. One of the sideshows has my favorite episode, which is like all the creepy haunted stories from the island, which I can talk about another day. Um, there's the book, The Curse of Oak Island, the story of the world's longest treasure hunt. Um, and this guy who wrote it is not one of the current hunters, nor is he like specifically associated with them. But he has been on the show to do research. And his book includes like so, so much information about other treasure hunters and tons of stuff that like the Laginas have gotten into that you don't really get to see on the show. So my dad has that book. He got it for Christmas a few years ago and read it immediately. And he was so excited. He's like, you have to read this. Um, and then the website that I did a lot of my research from just because transcribing it over to my Google doc was easier is the Oak Island which is a like fan site that has a pretty good compilation of information on there. Um, I don't have time to get into personal theories either, which is fine. Um, but I do want to leave you with this. The Curse of Oak Island, which I have not mentioned up to this point because I wanted to end on a spooky note since it's almost spooky month. So, no one really knows the origin of this curse. But legend has it that seven men must die in search of the treasure before it will be found. And to this very day... Six men have died trying to find the treasure. Second. Seven. What we're going to do today? <laughs> You're the sacrifice. 
Yeah. Sorry, Jonathan. Oh, that's so cool. So that is the curse of Oak Island. And I I just have so oh so much more information that I can't give, but in case you can't tell, Beckett and I did some like very light research on ours. Well, especially comparatively. But Katie's already very excited about Oak Island and then this gave her an outlet to nerd out about it. So she's a little more well versed in what she's talking about than you. Yeah, but I still did research and put together my information so I'd have good information to give because I could just talk for hours about what I know from the show and like my personal theories, but that's not going to be a good time for anyone. So Yeah, but she could teach like a college course on this problem. <laughs> my dad could teach a master's course on it. I could teach a bachelor's maybe. That's More like an associate's course. <laughs> I'll take, I could teach an associate's course it's on still this. Still a college course. But we'll have to talk important. more about all of that. Yeah, I'm almost certain my dad's going to text me about all the things I got wrong, and then we'll bring him on, and he can yeah. make it better, and it'll be great, because, you know, he'll be yeah, he'll be here. Cool. Yeah. He knows everything about the treasure, because he's the one that buried it. That is, that is our prevailing That's theory. Awesome. That's the B-team theory as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will, I'll, I'll throw in just this little tidbit of my personal theory, because I can't help myself. The swamp... So, on the show, of course, every part of this island gives you, like, all kinds of crap as you try to search it. But the the swamp has been, like, emptied and then it just, like, refills on its own tons of times. And, like, it's so hard to search in the swamp and it's awful. But it's legitimately shaped like a triangle and there's a circle of stones at the top that make vegetation grow in a circle that looks like an eyeball. Templar Illuminati connections there. But, um... There's, uh, there's just so much information about the swamp I can't give right now. But my personal theory is that the key to the treasure is in the swamp. I think that some way using the swamp, they can shut off the booby trap to the money pit and find it. But that's just theory. a theory. A treasure theory. theory. I was wondering where you were going with that. I wanted okay. to say it with you, and I didn't know what it was going to be. That's yeah. So there we go. Dang. It's the Curse of Oak Island. That's so cool. Ready to go to Nova Scotia, boys? Yeah! New Scotland, here we come! New Scotland, we're gonna take the treasures and go back to old Scotland. And then also take the treasures. <laughs> and then we're we gonna call around. <laughs> yep. And then, Paddock Man, we're coming for you. Oh, we can have an island on either side of the Atlantic. Be <laughs> New Scotland 1 and New Scotland 2! <laughs> Actual Scotland's over there. Hey, Scotland. <laughs> We're the Scottish! Shut up! <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I don't I don't really have anything else to, yeah. to add. I think I did the best I could with the time I had. That was very informative. Thank you. Now, I, okay, I can't decide if I want to try and watch the show to learn more, because I think watching the show would be really cool, but I also just want to Wait until the next time we talk about it, so you can tell us. About it. I have so much more. So much more. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it. Again. Happy to have, talk about it again. I have a list of what we'll get to later, so <laughs> we'll get to it later. Yeah. yeah, we've got a we've got the whole next month planned out for Spooky Month. For Spooky Month, we're so excited. So at some point, we can we have a calendar on our wall. All mm-hmm. the episodes are marked when we yeah. want them to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a. a there's an episode where we just talk about whatever. 
that? There's a... We'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. There, this is not the last you've heard of Toad Island, for sure. Oh, absolutely not. Well, and of course, I'll be keeping you guys updated. Season 10 has been very secretive. The release date is later than normal. Mm. And they've been especially secretive about what they actually found on the island this summer. They're really saving it for the show. And a lot of people think that they found something big this year. So They found a UFO with a sarcophagus. An Egyptian sarcophagus. And inside the Egyptian sarcophagus is a Lincoln intact. And inside a Lincoln Lincoln intact is a much smaller man believed to be of Australian Aboriginal descent. (laughs) And they're really just confused how he got there. I don't think that we can say that. I don't know that. Aboriginal? (laughs) The official term used to refer to them. They refer to themselves. They're the Aboriginal tribe. It's just. (laughs) Can't say whatever. Whether we should or not. Yeah. Anyways. Alright. Well, so just take this with you all, that there is a curse, and if you enter the island, do not be ready to brave it, unless you are ready to die. I'm ready to brave it. Absolutely. I'm ready to die. Dude, this seems like a win-win situation. As close as I can get to brave is dumb, I'm ready to jump this island. Yeah! Yeah! You gotta be smart enough to be good and good enough to be dumb. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So anyways, thank you all for listening, you lovely lovelies, you. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Um, (laughs) Wait, no, hang on. That's not what we do. That's Twitch. You just turned on Twitch brain. Thanks for watching. follow. Thanks for, yeah. I turned on YouTube brain. Don't remember. Remember Don't to subscribe. Remember to follow us. Bye. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. See you on Spooky Month. Woo! Bye.